Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode 116 of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Green Chef. For $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef.us slash outlandercast. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. And if you're new, hi, how's it going? My name's Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And I will never, ever, ever get sick of hearing the Batman theme at any time in my life, (laughs) at any point in my life, under any context in my life. Really? I I would easily get sick of that theme. No, no, no. I think I may go back and listen to this episode just for uh, the the Batman theme (sighs) one more time and... Well, in another time and have fun with it. Why not? Speaking of this episode, though, this is going to be a fun one. So we're stuck in the doldrums of Droughtland. Are you parched? Do you feel like Claire walking on that beach for 15 minutes, (laughs) finding any reason under the sun to glance at that sun? I loved that when she'd like glance up and you're like, nope, still there. As long as, still there. as long as I don't find myself talking to coconuts, I feel like I'm, I'm, in, I'm in good shape. So and, this, I, and I have been in rough shape. As you have been. You have been. I, Tell us a little bit. Well, uh, We're going to have a little minute with Blake. A little minute with Blake. I uh, was you know, experiencing some medical issues that, uh, that had to get solved, and ultimately I ended up having to have surgery. And I'm going to sound so old when I say this. Wicked old. Wicked old. No, just I, just, I feel like every old person I've ever met said, oh yeah, I had that. It's fine. I got my gallbladder taken out. <laughs> it's actually happening to a lot of people I know our age. Oh my god! We're not. We're, you know what the problem is, Blake? What? We are getting older. That is it. Yes. After thirty, if any of you youngins are listening, after thirty, it's all downhill. Oh, I didn't say after twenty-six. <laughs> after twenty-six, you can't have over two glasses of wine without getting a headache. <laughs> after thirty, you start to get a new doctor every year. Oh my God! You know, you got a doctor for this and a doctor for that. <laughs> so uh, Mary has been um, Wonder Woman. She has been amazing. Actually, she's wearing a Wonder Woman. Uh, I am wearing a sweatshirt. Wonder Woman shirt, uh, and that was uh, made coincidence by the gods. I imagine. But um, that she has been Wonder Woman for me, and she's been my Claire taking care of me and my kids. And 
uh, as of this recording happened about a week ago, and uh, I'm just happy to be, to be in the studio. You're happy to be alive. I'm happy to be alive. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to be alive. You know, it just it just shows you one more thing that I, I'm the next step in human evolution. You know, I I I, I got. I always have this joke that, it, that I am the next step in human evolution. I'm like, I only have two wisdom teeth, and I didn't have to pull them. That was it. You know, they just came in straight. I don't need my gallbladder. Hey, I get, I'm just the man. What can I say? You know? You're something. You're something. Well, in this episode of Outlander Cast, we're going to be talking about our top five most memorable moments. So, you know, we've had some time since season three aired. You've been able to digest it. And I'm going to be posting this in the Outlander Cast clan gathering. And also on our Instagram page when this episode goes up. And I'm going to be wanting to know what your top five moments were. Like those moments that you, it's like if you had a photographic memory like Claire probably does. <laughs> that Those moments really stood out to you. Not just a full episode, but I mean those moments. A specific moment. Yeah, yeah. Those little things um, that really, really stood out to you. Whether they made you cry, laugh, they were just something different, they surprised you, or if it gave you all the feels. We are going to want to know, and that's what we're going to break down today, is share about our favorite top five moments of Outlander Season 3. So before we dive into this... Although we are going to do one other what? thing too. We're going to say the one thing that we would go back and change if we could oh, as well. Yes. So there, we're going to do our top five, and then we're going to do the one thing that we could change about season three to make it the most perfect season of television ever. That's hopefully what we're going to we're going to end up doing. What were you going to say, my darling? I don't know. What was I going to say? I don't. You said before we get into this, what? Oh, I was going to give my memorable memorable option. Uh, what, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Honorable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, memorable options. Memorable options. Honorable mentions. <laughs> there we go. Or do those come at the end? How does this work? You can no. You can do the honorable mentions right now. Okay. So my honorable mention. I don't have. I didn't, you didn't. You didn't tell me to prepare honorable mentions. Too bad. Too bad. It's my my turn. Oh my god. I don't have. I don't have an honorable mention. I know. This uh, is. Right, you continue. know what? It's actually because because I always give everything fives and I just love everything so much. But these are some things that didn't make it to my top five that totally, if I had a top eight, would have. Okay. okay. Elias's death. All the freaking feels. Oh, yes. All the freaking feels still is, uh, I get the most tears. I still get the most tears out of the season because of that yeah. moment and the, that, that episode and all, all of it. All the feels. I remember how that was edited. Like the, the the way that things were, it was being shown, and how with the body with the body going into the water, and the oh, yeah. I want to cry thinking about it. That's so great. hashtag all the feels. Uh, another runner up, Dorcas and Bubbies. Okay, <laughs> Claire coming down and having brunch with the biddies. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you got man. nice bubbies. You can't make me laugh too hard. I know, but see, it hurts. But you know, but that's it. Still rewatching it, I still laugh. Oh yeah. You got nice bubbies. You got nice bubbies. Jordy's goiter. Okay, and Jordy <laughs> coming. <laughs> in finding finding Jamie and Claire quitting all the jazz just oh, all of Jordy so those good. are my three honorable mentions I will I will I will second I will co-sign on the Dorcas and Bubbies one that, that, so there you go I'll, I'll put it that way you ready to get into the rest of the yes uh, I the am. show all right let's do it All right, Marvin, what do you got for okay. your number five top moment of Outlander season so, three? This moment probably stood out to a lot of you. Turtle soup. Oh, yeah. Turtle soup and what took place right after. I, once again, laughed. This was um, 
a sex scene that people who read the books have been looking forward to all season. I think it, the the chemistry between the actors was 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 really great and fun to watch. I loved seeing Katrina and AKA Claire just be all drunk on on her turtle soup and just be loving on her man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really really fun. And I I say the actors' names. I usually don't, but I think that they just had fun. I think that during the whole, <laughs> during the whole banter beforehand, you could just tell they really had a lot of fun doing it. And um, I just it it's one of the moments that I just that's it. Season three, one of the top five. I think season three. I'm going to think that turtle soup yeah. in the boat sounds good. Right. I for me my number five I think this is going to shock a lot of people, uh, letting go of Frank, having that character go through what he did mm-hmm. and at you know halfway through the season saying goodbye to him I think that was fitting uh, for the character uh, the, I, although I wasn't a huge fan of how it happened I, I imagine it was probably written that way in the book uh, and there was probably a little bit more context in the book although I don't know. Um, I, I felt it was a cheap way to let him go, but I'm glad that he meaning is, car crash. Yeah, a car crash. Like I thought, I thought you that was cheap. You just thought that he, because he died in a car crash, that was cheap. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, but there's something to be said too. I mean, like that's life. In yes. that happens. You right? got a new car accident. I got into a really bad car yeah. accident. Um, I got hit by a car. You know, cars are dangerous. They are dangerous. Stay away from cars, guys. <laughs> Don't if Frank drive. has taught us anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I didn't see where else really Frank could go. Um, yeah. in in the out story of Outlander. Correct. Uh, so I think it was the right choice to have him gone, and uh, and and move on from that character. Plus, by the way, I'm gonna have like a little like a bunch of like sub uh, favorite moments. Like oh like goodness. I'm gonna have like a bunch of sub tweets. Okay. <laughs> um, but for moments, Bear's score of that scene, especially with Claire looking over Frank's body mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. whole thing and I loved you and yada yada. Um, that scoring by Bear was perfect and not because it's Frank's theme, although I feel like that's probably one of the most eloquent themes that Outlander has to offer. I concur. It was done in piano, mm-hmm. which hadn't been done yet in, a, in, a, in an octave that was slightly higher mm-hmm. than what we were experiencing with the clarinet. Uh, and because of that, I, I just it was it was interesting. It was it was bittersweet. It was it was sad. It was, the, using the piano was the perfect choice, in my opinion. So that is basically my my sub number five for uh, for my top five favorite moments. Number right. four. What do you got? Number four. First wife and all that female tension that went on. Okay, way too much estrogen in that house, and that house was not used to all that estrogen. So here we come in, and we've got all this weird stuff going on with Jenny. And Claire's like, what's up? Hi, I'm so excited. Give me hugs. Yeah. Want to braid hair or something? Why are you acting weird? And Jenny's like, mm-mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. That doesn't have nothing to do with the nine to kids. I'm old mother hubbard, but nope, that's not what it is. <laughs> when Leary comes in. Oh. Oh, my Goodness! Oof. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we knew it was coming. Yeah, the, you know, even even just show watchers, they they were spoiled a little bit. You knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. You knew it was coming. That was really fun to watch. And then you found out that Jenny did it. Jenny was the one who made the who, who made the phone call over there to uh, to to Larry, right? 
Well, Jenny told her daughter to do it. Yes, yeah, it's all you, Jenny's. You know, Jenny's doing. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah she's oh, but that's who, what I'm saying. She's was, the mastermind. You know, it's like one of those situations that you would have heard about a friend, a friend like Claire might have told the Dorcas and Bubbies, like you won't <laughs> believe what happened to me at home, guys. This my sister in law called up my husband's new wife and did this, and they'd be like, "No, man." She'd be like, "Yeah," and they'd be like, oh, "I wish it could have been a fly on the wall to watch that." <laughs> I don't know why Dorcas and Bubbies are from the south, but they like. No, are they gonna man. talk like this too? Kind of like hurried and fast paced. <laughs> Because they got a job to do at, at DorcasandBubbies.com, okay? Stop making me laugh. Oh, so, it hurts. So, first wife, oh. female tension. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. Man. It, was it was fun to be a fly on the wall for that scene. It, so. was, it was really good. My uh, my number four. Yep. Uh, I, I kind of gave a clue at the beginning of the episode here. Ooh. It was the Batman theme. And also, uh, a hard rain's going to fall. Mm-hmm. Having those two choices in this season I'm not going to say it was inspired because you know it, it, it wasn't necessarily but I mean it was really interesting especially the Batman theme yeah you know like it was who, very different unexpected and I know a lot of people hated it I personally loved it it was a good way to not only tie in how kind of absurd the whole idea was that Claire was making this suit that she was going to wear for the in rest night. of the season. In one night. In, in one night. It was, it was going to be this massive outfit that she was going to you know, have all the, all pockets, the pockets and everything. And it was made out of raincoats and zippers and everything. Who has that many raincoats? And did, did she go to the store? Did she like go to like BJ's? And, like, BJ's? <laughs> you think and, she'd go to BJ's to buy all those raincoats? Uh, where else are you going to buy raincoats in bulk? I, I don't. Where is a raincoat <laughs> store? I just buy my raincoats at LL Bean. I see. I don't know. She, you, she, you can't be spending all the money on LL Bean. Why not? It's really good. Because once, once you cut it up, then then you can't give it back. Although they 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 rescinded that policy now. LL Bean. See, that's why Claire did it. She probably heard that in the future you can't return things to LL Bean. <laughs> she was like, I might as well cut these broken raincoats up. They're not going to give me credit. Well, I think she went to BJ's and got a bunch of raincoats, <laughs> and uh, and put it all together. And it was it was absurd, but it was also a fun way to get in some pop culture reference to a show that is largely set in the 1700s, obviously. And to be able to put Batman and to tie that theme into not only the writing, but that was also from the modern era that she was in. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because she was in the 60s, mm-hmm. being able to take that bit of pop culture, that reference from the 60s, and then put that into a show that's largely based in the 1700s is something that you wouldn't normally have the opportunity. To, you're not going to hear the Batman theme in Game of Thrones. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. So I really like that. And then Hard Rain's going to fall. Listen, I wasn't. I was not a huge fan of the episode of Lost things i just felt i felt that it was too like soap opera for me but the ending of of lost things was fantastic uh with jamie saying goodbye to his son mm-hmm. and claire and and Bree taken off on the plane and heading heading away and was it was it off lost things maybe it wasn't of lost things I, I i forget which episode it was Whichever episode it actually was, and maybe you can save me uh, <laughs> as I'm as I as I talk about it. Um, whatever episode it was, it was amazing. The ending was fantastic, uh, and I I really appreciated having that song in there. And again, another pop culture reference that you wouldn't normally be able to get into Outlander. Um, so 
that's that. Um, that's go. all I got. So I really, uh, I really liked that one. Oh, uh, oh crap! I almost hit the wrong sound. <sighs> I think it was of lost things. I'll back you on that. Oh, thank you. Are you gonna co-sign for me? I'll co-sign. All right. So that's my number four. Number three. Okay. So my third, like, favorite moment was the wedding of. <laughs> Fergus getting, mm-hmm. oh my God, getting his last name and just seeing Jamie and Claire snuggle on each other because oh, that's what yeah. you want to do at a wedding anyway. It's just all all the love. All the feels. Oh, but Fergus, just the way he looked at Jamie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> can, we, can, just, we, can we call it the Margus wedding? Sure. <laughs> sure. We can, but I, I'm just leaving it at that. The wedding, um, I just thought it was beautiful. Uh, it was my favorite kind of takeaway moment from being on the island and um, really kind of having that final stamp of having Fergus have the last name Fraser was all I needed in life. Right. <laughs> Who needs air? Who needs food or shelter? <laughs> I, Give me I, that moment. I really loved that moment between all of them uh, because it felt like um, not not a culmination of the whole story because it's not – but it felt like, wow, this is a big family now. Like you could have just ended it there. I'm glad it doesn't. But it's like you just it kind of tied everything up with a little bow, right? You know, and and it felt like you know it's a family of misfits. You know, you got Eten Cho over there. He's doing whatever he's doing, and you got you got Magus to see what she's doing. <laughs> so, I I and I like seeing this whole family of misfits come together for a little bit and be like, wow, we we. You're going to keep singing? You're just going to keep doing it? <laughs> the hey, show's going listen, off the rails. Listen, we're less than six months away from Christmas. <laughs> it's time. It's time to start singing Rudolph songs. <sighs> okay. What's your third choice? My number three. Do you not know what I was singing? No. <sighs> Here on the Island of Misfit Toys. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Well, you know, when Rudolph. Yes. And I, I know the song and I know what you're talking about. The I didn't. lion's there. Goodness gracious, Blake. I need to educate you. <laughs> my number, number three. three. <laughs> my number three is uh, the ending of First Wife. When they're out on the, the they're out on the, the ledge there, the well, on the shore, and right before, you know, you see the whole, you know, uh we Ian get taken and the whole thing. That big shot. You know, it was that great. Big and the, old shot. the big shot of them it, of coming out. It was visual storytelling that, you know, at its finest. It was great that the two of them, Claire and Jamie, g- getting much smaller on the beach and the wide open ocean. Mm-hmm. It, it just shows you that this story is going to blow itself apart and th- wh- where we're going is going to be crazy. But more specifically, what I really loved about the ending of First Wife was when Claire was talking with Jamie saying, I'm afraid all of this was a mistake. And I'm just not sure we belong together anymore. Oh my goodness gracious. That was freaking awesome. It was awesome because it was real. It felt mm-hmm, real. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said, oh, I don't like that. Jamie and Claire would never say that, yada, yada. Maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't know. But it shows you that there is there there was tension in the relationship and it could have all been a giant mistake claire finally had a repercussion for the decision she made to mm-hmm. to leave 
spree, right? She had a repercussion. There was something there, and she was like, oh, I think I screwed up. What did I do? I had I had a good life back in Boston here, and I just I loved that bit of writing. I thought that was just spectacular. We're going to take a quick break and tell you about today's sponsor. So we wanted to remind you, of course, that this episode of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Green Chef. You like that? You like how I rolled my R? Yeah, it was good. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit delivery service. It includes everything you need to cook, delicious gourmet meals that you can feel good about. So here's how it works. They're going to send you premium organic ingredients and imaginative new recipes every single week. Everything is handpicked, delivered right to your door. They they come pre-measured, perfectly portioned. And mostly prepped, like really seriously, guys, like so, so easy. You're not going to have things rotten in your fridge. Recipes are easy. (laughs) They're quick step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and even photos. So if you're not the best chef, if you're kind of like me and you're like, "Uh, is this what it's supposed to look like? You can look at the photo. You can be like, oh, good. I got got this. I got this. Anyone can be a cook. If I can be a cook with Green Chef, so can you. So they have paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, carnivore, Mary Vore, whatevs, man. You got this. So their whole idea, of course, is that dinner should be planned around your life, your style, not the other way around. They do the grocery shopping. They do the meal planning and most of the prep. It is easy. They have pre-made sauces. You don't even have to make sauces, guys. Dressings. We got this, of course, this week. Blake had surgery. It's been really hard. It's been really hard. And I've been taking care of him. I've been taking care of the kids. Cooking, cleaning, everything, taking care of me, and we ran out of food. No joke, we ran out of food, but thank goodness the green shift delivery <laughs> lo- uh, arrived. You know, I threw some some Sesame Street on for the kids for about a half hour, dug into the box. Easy, 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 easy. I can do this. You can do this. It is quality. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've tried some other meal prep stuff. You guys know. I've tried some of the meal prep stuff. I loved that I didn't have to make the bloody sauces. I know it takes two seconds, but those are two extra seconds that I did not have. Okay? And sometimes when they say add a splash, I don't know what that means. Add a splash of milk. How big is a splash? Or a dash. Da- I don't what do those words. Just do it for me. So if you want $50 off your first box of Green Chef, go to greenchef, greenchef.com. US, not .com. Greenchef.us slash OutlanderCast. Greenchef.us <laughs> slash OutlanderCast. You like that? I, that was that was quite good. I, I will say, the, the Green Chef was a huge savior for us, uh, especially, like you said, because of my surgery and everything. We, we, didn't, we didn't have to do anything. It just showed up. We cooked it. Boom, done. Yep. And we, had, we had a good meal. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, even the kids ate, which was really good. So I, I'm throwing my two cents in. <laughs> It is what it is. I really enjoyed it. All right, so let's uh, let's do your number two, my darling. What was your number two? My number two favorite moment of Outlander season three. The print shop. Oh, that, this is a soft take. Uh, no, this is a soft take. No, I'm allowed. Okay. I'm allowed. Okay, you know, wasn't the moments when she glances over and she sees him, mm-hmm. and then he sees her and he faints. And he faints. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so great <laughs> and then even afterwards as they're talking to each other and they're nervous you know he has his glasses and mm. she doesn't know if, if he likes how she looks you know now that she's 20 years older it was I had so many great emotions in that 
of the you wanted to gasp along with Claire. You left or you you gasped when Jamie fainted um, and just feeling the butterflies that they felt after seeing each other right. for 20 years. I, of course, that had to be in. How could that not be in my top five? I loved the subversion of expectations that we all had, well, that the show had for us of him fainting. I thought that was excellent. And even after that bit after you know that that little portion of the print shop at the end of that episode and then the following episode we got to see jamie's life uh outside of claire mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh and and you know just see him walking through the streets and tipping his hat and yeah you know, like i thought that was all great man. i love love i thought i thought that was fantastic all right my number two yes. uh probably not a surprise here okay it was the Blackjack and Jamie fight. Oh, yes. <clears throat> I mean, Culloden in general is just so epic. Yeah, but yes, well, yeah, that moment. If you listen to our previous episode, by the way, shameless plug, go back and listen to <laughs> a study on the battle joined. Uh, you know, I pretty much, I, you know, this was almost, a, this was, this is a pants off moment for me because, you know, Culloden was great. How it was edited was great. Um, for the most part, that whole battle scene, you know, it was quick shots, you know, shaky cam and, you know, blue dull filter. It's the same thing that you get pretty much from any, you know, battle scene that you're going to watch in modern filmmaking, Mm -hmm. you know, today. Um, And it was, you know, common fare. But when Blackjack and Jamie make that eye contact and you just... that red hue that that's because of the fires, but it was more um, because of the viscerally hate between the two. And Blackjack does that subtle head nod thing, and mm-hmm. it was just great. And and you know, it was it was intense. It was you know it was tough. It was wordless. It, it, all of that was fantastic, but it really took it up a notch when. Jamie finally strikes Blackjack uh, with in, in his leg, and yeah. it looks like it's going to be you know kaput for, for yeah. the end for both of them. And all of a sudden, the change happens where everybody else on the battlefield is laying down. They look like they're dead, mm-hmm. and instead of fighting to the death, they just swipe at each other a couple of times, and then we have the touch and the embrace and the fall and. It was probably one of the most creative things that Outlander has done. And one of the most memorable, in my opinion, Agreed. things that Outlander has ever done. Agree. Um, I, I still, I, I said it last episode, I I still cannot, that, that's the first thing that comes into my mind when I think of season three, mm-hmm. was this was this fight scene. Agreed. And I, I, I just, I think it's... Um, Impressive. It, it was very impressive. I, I thought it started season three off on the on the right foot. Okay. All so right. now, uh, yeah, now sorry, we're going to switch gears. We're going to switch gears. Before we get to number one, we're going to talk about one thing that we would change from season three yeah, that we, don't, we, we don't, think would have yeah. made it better. Yeah. Um, what would be the thing that you would change? Well, we don't want to end the episode here off on a, on a negative note. I, I think we should end it off on, the, on, the, on, a, on a high yes, note. Yes, I agree. All right, the one thing that I would change from Outlander to make it a better season... Outlander season three. Season three, yeah. To make it a, a, a better overall experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, my, my sub-tweet moment here would be like, have Ron Moore have more of a hand in the season. You know, it, it, I, don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that, in my opinion, the best written episode was The Battle Joined, and it was written by Ron Moore. 
Uh, it, it was his only writing credit for season three. And he himself has even said he gave the reins over to, to, to Matt Roberts and, and, and his and, you know, people below uh, on, on a day-to-day basis. It's not to say that he's not in control of it. It just it is what it is. But I think the, the thing that I really would change aside from that would be the finale. Um, and I think I would change the, the, uh, the, the finale could have been different on multiple levels. You know, we, we just ended up watching Westworld yes. uh, season two. We binged it while I was in recovery here. Um, and we just watched the finale. And listen, Westworld and Outlander are two totally different shows. Yes. And they're to- two totally different budgets, two totally different networks. I cannot stress that enough. But the the season two finale of Westworld was an hour and a half long. And it felt big. It felt big in the camera movements. It felt big in the story. It felt big... Um, not necessarily in the action, but it just felt like things are changing here. Things are happening. Um, I always felt like that way um, with Outlander before, but for some reason, season three's finale just felt was small. it disjointed for you? Was that what it was? That it yeah. was very disjointed. There were there were. I will give that to you that there were there were like major plot points that they had to do quickly, and they were epic somewhat crazy town <laughs> cray cray right. plot points that might have felt um a bit more easy to swallow had they been like one per episode but it was like here's a crazy thing and here's a crazy thing and here's a, and so you were just you were on a roller yeah. coaster for for this finale so that's was, what you're saying is it that it was, was it was in my opinion it was overwritten um and it was underdirected and 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 that's maybe because Matt Roberts this was his first you know, attempt at the at the big chair. You know, he's been a second unit director before, but this is his first attempt at the big chair here. And it just felt like, what are we doing? It felt like we just getting to things for the sake of wrapping them up, as opposed to having a finale that was commensurate with season one and season two. If I, I feel like if season three's finale was redone, I would have a much better taste in my mouth as I left season three. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I so, do. What is your one thing that you would change? I would have added three? two or three more episodes. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that that would have helped with the finale. I think that that would have um, allowed a few more things to breathe a bit more, a few more moments that we would have wanted to see breathe. There were some areas that people, uh, fans, wish kind of were cut out, like the... Claire walking through the island. A lot of people liked it. A lot of people didn't like it. And I think if we had a little bit more episode time to play with, people wouldn't have disliked those moments as much because we could have spent more time on the ones that we really loved a little bit longer. So that's all I would have changed. Is I would have I would have added a few more episodes. Let them have more fun. Sure. So a little, little bit more breathing room, yeah. or at least, or at least have the finale be an hour and a half or an hour fifteen. You know what I mean? As opposed to. 52 minutes mm-hmm. which which or 53 minutes whatever it was mm-hmm. you, you, they needed a little bit more space a little bit more i agree a little bit more room okay okay let's get it let's get on with the positive okay i'm, I'm getting too much negative let's move <laughs> on to our top favorite takeaway moment yes what is your top takeaway moment from the, the one thing that you really think of of season three what is that one moment james fraser as a father really yeah to 
everybody. To everybody. everybody. Um, you know, and this is how it's a little bit of a cheat because it's not one moment. It's it's these little moments. It's seeing him with Willie. Mm-hmm. It's his reaction to the photos of Brianna. It is that moment, um, you know, at the wedding, giving Fergus the last name. Mm-hmm. It is getting everyone together after Galus is killed in the curry curry time <laughs> of the finale. What's this? Oh, the misfit toys. You got fast forward, baby. Oh, no. You know what I'm talking about? All these misfit people, including a coconut, getting together, traveled far away. Misfit toys, I'm telling you. So it's really just seeing, and not only was he a father and a father figure, you know, he, he also, you see how great he is in the flashback with Marceline and, and um, just how, how like natural he is at being a dad. Right. And even when he's protecting Jenny and Ian's family by giving himself up, mm-hmm. you know, and having them give him up. I just, James Fraser is an incredible man. And in this season, seeing how he was almost like a father figure to, um, you know, the men that he led in the battle sure. and, the, and the men at, um, in, in the prison. Like I just, James, <laughs> king of men, a great father figure. And that is honestly what a lot of my takeaway moments were. And I just had to sum it all up in that his, his being a father in that this a season. Oh, I got a good honorable mention. You made me think of it. Yeah. I liked when, Jamie kind of went a little nuts in in the prison, uh, and he was telling Fergus that he wasn't a man, and like, what are you doing? He, you don't know what love is, and yeah, I like that too because it showed that Jamie is human. Yes, he's the king of men. Yes, he, all of those things, but the man just wanted to be with his wife, and he was wanted to do. He's going to do anything to 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 make that happen, including give Fergus the business a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Okay, but my number one, my number one. Tell me. Takeaway moment from season three. Tell something me. that, uh, you know, the Blackjack and Jamie fight was close. It's close, number two. But the one thing I will certainly always think of when I think of season three, and this is a little bit of a soft take, and I apologize for that, getting to meet so many amazing people at the finale party that we held mm-hmm. in Providence, our home city, uh, with our with our own food and own people and the whole Outlander cast staff. Well, most of the Outlander cast staff was there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was freaking awesome. It, it was, really was. It was such an incredible moment to be able to share the finale, to be able to see people who you've been able to talk with on Facebook or right. email or Patreon, or even, to get the whole yeah, staff together, yeah, interacting like voicemails and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, just awesome, right? You get to, like you know, I get to talk to Teddy, and all I wanted to do was just have her tell a tell me goodbye you know like <laughs> she's like okay Blake calm down next event that's what we need to do we need to end it with Teddy that, I know goodbye. goodbye I know well actually that that does lead me to say that we are going to have a finale party for season four mm-hmm. of Outlander where it will be and when it will be are all TBD uh, because we don't know when the finale is going to be and we're not really sure if we want to have it in Providence again. Uh, if you guys think that's a good idea, please let us know. If you want to have it in, I, I think I want to like keep it to the Boston, Providence, New York area. May probably mainly Boston because I can't stand New York. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, you're I can so I can bad. be there for like twenty four hours. We are going to be in New York for New York Comic Con. Yes, we are. So, all you New Yorkers, 
We're going to be seeing you. We're going to be seeing you. I got a 24-hour limit in New York. That's what I got. We've been there longer, Blake. I know. I didn't say I was happy about it. <laughs> so, so, guys, that was our uh, our top five memorable moments of season five. As I said, I want you to let us know your thoughts um, in the Outlander Cast Clan gathering on the Outlander Cast Facebook page, Instagram page. Let us know what those moments are to you. If you had a photographic memory, like what bits and pieces stood out that you still laugh and cry and <gasps> take a little sigh for. So right. let us know. All right, my darling, you ready to uh, close this bad boy out? You bet. All right. Well, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I I did this earlier in the season, and I and I think I'm going to do it again. And I gave it a hint earlier. We're going to close it out, not with our own theme song, but this. Better not be Batman. No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what did you see, my darling, young one? So everybody, thanks so much for listening. As I said, we're going to be chatting in the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering. If you're not yet a member of the clan, come on in. The water's fine. You can find us on Facebook. And a huge, huge thank you for those of you who follow us on Instagram and all of their social media ways. And I'm going to be pulling up our patrons to thank them. Blake, take it over. <laughs> yeah, every, everybody, thank you for... Yeah, Sorry, our cat is getting in the way. <laughs> and she's scratching Mary as, as, <laughs> as Mary is desperately trying to get her off <laughs> of our studio desktop. Uh, thank you to all, to all of our patrons. Uh, everyone who goes from as high as $30 or more to all the way down to $2 or $1. You help make this all happen. Huge shout out to Peg and Bobby, Liz, Meredith, Tina, Carolyn, Sharon, Tracy, Lisa, Sue, Keelan, Dana, Mary, Michelle, Jennifer, Heather, and Marilyn. Of course, as Blake said, all of you, everybody else too, but those members, we get to give you a special shout out at the end of each episode. All of our patrons honestly make this possible. This is a hobby slash now job for us, and we take it very seriously. A huge shout out to the Outlander cast staff. You guys are cranking out some amazing blog posts during Droughtlander, so keep your eyes at Outlander cast all summer long. We're going to be bringing you some wonderful, wonderful blog posts to read. And also, if you'd like, if you can't get enough of Mary and I, and you miss us during Droughtlander, you can get more of us, as a matter of fact. Hey. Just go to maryandblake.com, and you can see all of our podcasts. Uh, one for The Leftovers, The Gilmore Girls, this podcast, Wicked Roadie, Parentcast, and even This Is Us Too, a brand new show, a brand new podcast that we're doing dedicated to This Is Us. Well, that's it, ladies and gents. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. 